Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Wiglet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey. They're off and it is on. And betting line has taken the lead. You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozen. Smoking Gun Shaman Hall production. Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know. That just happened. That just happened. Touch that radio dial. You're at the right station. It's post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And boy, do we have an action-packed show for you today. And uh, now that Mike has released the mute button from himself, uh, we can talk a little bit about it. Mike, uh, Jordan Stratton's going to come on and listen. Bit of a legend is really, uh, really been a hit in the Levy series, uh, not just this season, but last season as well. Uh, everybody remembers the fantastic race with him and Wiggle and Jiggle. We'll talk to Jordan Stratton here in just a little bit. Yeah, certainly. Uh, it seems like bit of a legend just gets in form at the right time, doesn't he? I mean, uh, I'll tell you what, Jordan Stratton and the gang just do a fantastic job of getting this horse ready to rock and roll each and every year for this particular race. And he's formful and he's ready to go in the big one coming up on Saturday. We're going to have our guy, Matt Rose, coming on in just a few minutes. He's going to break it down. You know, Matt's been with us pretty much every step of the way, uh, breaking down the Levy and the Matchmaker Series. So very kind of Matt to extend his expertise to our radio program and he's going to be doing so in just a few minutes plus mike we have a very special day coming up saturday at the meadowlands it's pacing for the cure uh and ashley teacherick is going to be joining us uh, probably about ten forty-five or so to talk about that but uh, what a great thing they have uh, coming up on saturday mike yeah, definitely. They've got a great uh, they've got a great promotion coming up for multiple sclerosis. And uh, Mike, it hits home a little bit. I had uh, my uncle; he died from multiple sclerosis. My mom has multiple sclerosis. So this is a uh, this is a pretty cool little event that they're going to have. The walk in run is a twenty dollar donation to Pacing for the Cure, and then they're going to have dinner at Pink for seventy five dollars that evening, <clears throat> and the proceeds going to the multiple sclerosis pacing for the cure. We're also going to talk to Gabe Pruitt, Mike, and listen, there's been some uh, great things going on at the South Florida uh, winter capital of harness racing as our commercial states. We're going to talk to him and we're also going to play our nine 11 segment uh, from when we, uh, from when we posted it back in September, Mike, uh, it's actually up for the 2007 international media awards. You have just 
four days to get on and vote for that uh, via the United States Trotting Association. And Mike, uh, we we were proud to be nominated, and uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, hopefully we can make the finals with it. Well, you know, one of the great things about that uh, segment, Mike, was that it took an effort from a lot of participants in the horse racing industry and the harness racing industry. And this we put together uh, quite some time ago, of course, back in September. So if you missed it and if you haven't heard the archive or if you weren't listening live that day, it's a great, great listen because, I mean, drivers like Corey Callahan – um, Dan Rawlings, Brett Miller, Dave Miller, um, Corey Callahan, who had somebody, uh, one of his buddies' fathers was actually in the Pentagon when it got hit. Uh, or was actually, excuse me, was in the, uh, yeah, he was in the Pentagon when it got hit. So, you know, just some great stories. Uh, I know John uh, Hernan played a part of it. George Teague was uh, playing a part in it as well. And of course, Ken Warkinson in the last the very last voice that you hear will just uh, kind of keep it in suspense. It kind of brings it all together. So I don't want to tip it for those of you that didn't listen, but it, they didn't hear it live. It is a great, great thing. And really it didn't have anything to do with us, Mike. We kind of put it together and we threw the, the feelers out there. And of course, all the great uh, horsemen and participants of the industry, you know, wanted very much to be a part of this. So it's a great segment. It's about 15, 20 minutes long. And it's uh, coming up near the top of the hour. So do not touch that dial. You're certainly not going to want to miss that. Well, our good friend Matt Rose is in the on-deck circle. We're going to talk some George Morton Levy and some blue-chip matchmaker finals coming up on Saturday at Yonkers. And we'll do that on the other side of this timeout. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca.
Five weeks of grueling series action comes down to one night at Yonkers Raceway. We're back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, Carter and Bozich, and it is uh, the finals. And uh, Mike, you you want me to play this? You know, we haven't actually played this in a couple of weeks, and I don't know why we just keep forgetting. So, uh, without further ado, around the horn is the easiest way, the better way, and that is how we will go. Anything more? Are you frightened to go on the horn, Mr. Christian? Are you a coward too, sir? All right, now the discussion can be official. We're joined by our good buddy. We're joined by our good buddy Matt Rose, who's been kind of holding our hand through this whole thing. Matt, how are you, buddy? I'm very good. Uh, glad to be back, guys. All right, Listen, we real, real quick, he's been holding your hand. He's been kicking my butt all over the uh, all over the Hannah contest. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> well, like listen, I said last gotta, week, a long, you got a long way to go. The Hannah contest is longer and more grueling than the matchmaker in the league. That's for sure. Well, anyway, we've got uh, we've got it's a great card coming up on Saturday at Yonkers, and uh, race number seven is uh, pretty much going to start it all, start the actual stakes action with the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series Consolation uh, going for a purse of $75,000. And uh, Pete Tritton's fantastic mare, Celibate, who obviously wasn't as sharp as she was last year around this time, is uh, starting from post two. But the heavy favorite, uh, or at least by the morning line standards, is Crispy Apple. She's closing in on $2 million in earnings, and she's just been falling short on the front end uh, in the blue chip uh, legs. Uh, tell, talk to us about this race, Matt. How do you see it? Uh, yeah, you mentioned Chris Apple is is the morning line favorite. She she's just she hasn't been the same this year. She had she's just too unreliable. Those last two starts on the lead, she had it all her own way and just, just quit badly. So maybe uh, uh, Tim Tietrich might take her off the gate. Maybe try some different tactics because clearly uh, maybe at this stage in, the, in her career or right now the, the front end isn't working. Uh, I did go to the Pete Tritton horse celibate. Uh, Rate is eight to one on the morning line. I think she'll come down a little bit off that eight to one. Uh, she's been a fringe player in the, in the matchmaker, but we we know what she we we've seen her race over the last year year and a half. She always pretty much races as well as she draws. Uh, and obviously with a good post here, she may be able to step over the rail horse, or and sit some sort of live trip here. And I I just. When, when she's inside, she's always close up, and I just think this is a good spot for her. And I'll, I'll, I'll look to maybe get uh, three, four to one in this spot, and uh, I'll, I'll take a shot with Celibate. Race number eight, Matt, is the Blue Chip Matchmaker's $310,600 final. And this is an interesting race. And the horse that kind of surprised me last week was She's Just a Delight, who was absolutely coming at the end and just missed against Rio Electra and Liz Patty. You have Mock It Apart just to her outside. But Bedroom Confessions, uh, what happened there? Was it, was it kind of an equipment issue, or did she just kind of fade, uh, fade badly? I... I... Last last week was kind of supposed to, <clears throat> supposed to be the like the gimme race for bedroom confessions. You know, I took a week off to tune up for 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 Saturday night's final, and she just she got used a little bit harder in in the first maybe eighth of the mile, 
than she's accustomed to. Kind of got the loop, had to drive on. But uh, still, there was absolutely no excuse. Uh, Rated the middle half, and you could kind of tell as soon as pressure came, you could kind of tell she had absolutely nothing. I really, I, I, I have no explanation. I really don't know. But obviously, that's not. This is not the way you want to go into the uh, three hundred thousand dollar final, and with an outside post to boot. So, uh, I think she she goes from you know the prime or maybe the top contender in the series to you know, on the outside looking in. I think uh, based on last week's effort and the seven post here, it's kind of tough to endorse her on top, uh, especially with the quality mares inside of her. Um, I, I did go to mock at a par. I know there's the, you, you can make a case for six or seven of the horses in here, and I know she'll likely be the favorite. But this is just—I just think this is a perfect spot. She has tactical speed. Uh, she can grind. Uh, she, she'll never be too far back from this spot. Jason Bartlett knows exactly what to do with her, and I think she bounced back with a nice solid effort last week off live cover. And uh, I don't think she'll be a heavy favorite, but uh, I, I, I will go with mock at a par on top. Well, you know what they say, and Mike, I think you bring up the the a really good point here, is uh, when you have outside speed at Yonkers, it tends a lot to set up for inside closes, and if that's the case, and she's just did a link and put together a close like she did last week and just maybe sit third on the rail or so, I think she's got a big chance to catch. Another horse that I want to mention uh, was McKenzie, and uh, it showed a break line right at the top of the stretch there, and this was after a couple of pretty decent efforts. 20-to-1 uh, morning line, what do you think about that, Matt? Do you think that might be worth a, a minor stab, a small first, stab? First of all, the 20, I think, I think the 20-to-1 morning line is a bit uh, blown out of proportion. Uh, uh, she'll, uh, she'll be – you look at the odds that she went off in the last four legs, you know, a couple 2-to-1s, 5-to-2, 4-to-1. She'll, right. she'll be 5, 6, 7-to-1 in this race. Uh, she was set up third over. It looked like she had plenty of horse and just uh, just got all uh, funky gated. Her last two starts, she's just uh, I, maybe there's going to be equipment change or something. She looked very she looked very like uncomfortable out on the track, kind of headstrong, throwing her head around. Maybe Stratton, uh, Jordan Stratton had some trouble steering her or keeping her head straight. Obviously, she has the talent, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. She just she she looked a little erratic her last couple of starts, and I'm a little bit concerned. However. Forget that twenty to one morning line. That 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 should be reserved for you know complete throwout horses that have no chance. This horse obviously has a chance with any sort of trip. Uh, we know she can storm home, so I, I would not be surprised at least. And I'm definitely going to use her on my numbers. I will also be using she's just a delight. And we didn't even mention Regal Electra, who who's, no. <laughs> who's, who's a strong nothing wrong with you. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't we didn't even mention Regal Electra with you know, Yannick Jingrop picks up the, the catch drive. Uh, because Jason Barley goes to market park. We didn't even mention her. And she's obviously uh, one of the top contenders in this race. So, yeah, it's a, from top to bottom, it's a great race here. Certainly a, a very, race. very good race. And uh, for those of you uh, that are putting together some multi-race wagers and some wages uh, in that cluster of races, don't forget to stick with us because at the top of the hour, we'll have Jordan Stratton on the program. So maybe we can get the skinny of uh, what happened with Mackenzie last out. The uh, Levy Consolation, Matt, is race number nine going for $100,000. Uh, and you got uh, a field of eight, and uh, there's my guy. I've been sticking with the wily veteran, clear vision, the 11-year-old who uh, came off cover last time but just could not beat Somewhere in L.A., and Somewhere in L.A. had the lead and had it pretty much to his lonesome. So um, there just wasn't enough real estate uh, for clear vision to come through. But uh, draws the inside here. Makatso's getting the eight-to-five favoritism. Uh, you've got some other good horses uh, from the outside. Wakazashi Hanover, Rock and Ron drawing post date. That's certainly uh, not going to be to his favor. How do you see this one? 
Yeah, I, I see markets so from the rail eight to five morning line. I can't fault him for being the favorite, but you know what? He's just he's he he hasn't gotten beat more than a length and a half in all five legs of the series, but he also has not had any sort of late like kind of knockout punch in any one of those five starts. Uh, so I, I can't really endorse him. I certainly can't fault Clear Vision. He's been great. That was a great effort last week to be second to a well-rated somewhere in L.A. Uh, Guantanamo Bay, we've discussed this source week in and week out. Decent effort. I, I'm going to take a stab, assuming the price is right, with the eight rock and run. Uh, seven to two in the morning line. We'll probably go off. Probably go off, I would say, anywhere between seven to two and like five to one. You have to assume Yannick Jingra is not sitting last in this race with the horse. You know he can fire, he can fire out of the gate. I'm going to take a stab and hope he fires out and maybe can clear the field or at least improve position early. And I figure if the price is right, uh, I will I will roll the dice and hope Yannick Jingra can work out a trip. I know he's sharp. He's, he's another one that's done nothing wrong in this series. Uh, and the eight hole only provides some, some value. So I'm going to take a stab with Rock and Run. The George Morton Levy final is race number 10, Matt. It goes for a purse of $529,000. And this is an interesting race uh, in the fact that a horse like McWicked, who won a division last week, draws back to the inside, but only had to face a field of six last time out, come home in 26-3. and Has McWicked really improved that much over the past couple of weeks? It's amazing. The first, first Levy start, he, he basically fell on his face on the front end. Then he had no, he did the first two starts were awful. All of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, he's like the the it horse, you know, the hot horse coming into the final, and he draws the rail to boot. It's amazing how quickly your fortunes can change. Uh, obviously, if, uh, he's been super his last three starts. Obviously, any sort of effort, uh, and and he's right there at the wire. Uh, this is this is a very a very. You could look at this race a, a bunch of different ways. Uh, I would say, you know, six horses have a legitimate chance. Uh, I guess Provocative Prince and Soda through the seven and the eight, they're probably going to be victims of, of the outside draw on a half-mile track. But one through six, I think you can make a case for any one of these six horses. Uh, Missile J came home with 26 flat. He's rated at four to one on the morning line. You're not going to see four to one. He, he may be the favorite in this race. Uh, you know I've been a big fan of somewhere in L.A., uh, you know what? I, I I've been staring at this race for a long time, and and uh, maybe I'll pass off for one one of you two to give to to give me your top choice before <laughs> I uh, reveal before I reveal my selection. So let, but, let me hear no, it. I I, I got to tell you, listen, I'm gonna go with Missile J, and for the simple fact that you know from post seven, we we talked last week, would this be a disadvantage? And boy, was it ever! But the fact that he started 11 lengths behind at the quarter, and then made up a ton of ground in the stretch only missed by two and a quarter lengths to a not slouch field. That's the big thing I want everybody to kind of realize is some of these eliminations have been soft. Some of the, or not eliminations, but some of these, you know, legs have been soft. Others have been, you know, pretty tough. He faced a tough group last week and still managed to only miss two and uh, a quarter lengths. I'm going to go with missile J. I don't think he'll get four to one. I wish you could get four to one. No, you're not getting, you're not J. getting anywhere near four to one. I would say maybe around seven to five or, or eight to five or something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we discussed last week how he realistically had no chance. And you know what? He paced home. How often do you see a 26 spinal quarter that a horse paces on a half? It's about a half. Right. It's it, almost never. I mean, I went back. I looked first when I first saw the charter line. I said, ah, 20. And then, you know what? It, it's accurate. Because he was about five, five and a half months back from three quarters and a 26 flat with plenty of pace, just had absolutely no chance. Uh, 
like I said, you, you can look at this a bunch of ways. I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards if the price is right, and I think the price will be right. I know he's at a tactical disadvantage, but bit of a legend, last year's Levy champ, another horse that's done absolutely nothing wrong in this series. Yes, he had it all his own way last week in the race where the, the, the race we just discussed with Missile J, but he, he can come from on or off the pace, and, and I think he, I think he's going to be overlooked in this spot in the wagering. And it wouldn't shock me if maybe Stratton tried to fire out with someone in L.A. Uh, to, to clear some horses that don't have a ton of speed. I don't know how, how hard McWicked's going to leave. I assume Kakali will do everything in his power to at least secure a pocket trip, likely to someone in L.A. But my, my concern is Missile J has powered home from off the pace in, in all of his starts. What happens if he's first over uh, and has to grind into a 27th third quarter? Can can he get beat from behind? Uh, I, I'm I'm I might if the price is right take a stab that that this becomes a closers race and bit of a legend uh, who we know can fire home. Uh, I, I I'm leaning in his favor if the price I'm going to get you know six eight ten to one on him. I'm leaning I'm definitely leaning in his favor. Tough race though. Whatever you do, demand value because this is a good group of pacers and it's really going to depend on how this race plays out. Well, Matt, we certainly appreciate you joining us. I know uh, you'll be available with uh, Mr. Givner on DRF Harness again, right? (laughs) That is correct. Check us out on DRF.com. All right. Well, keep Derek in line, and uh, listen, we'll be listening (laughs) to you guys, and we are teaching every one of you to check it out because it's really a great segment. They really do a great job of dissecting things. Matt, we appreciate you joining us, buddy, and uh, thanks for holding our hand through this thing. (laughs) My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right, that was Matt Rose, and we certainly appreciate Matt uh, kind of uh, going through as he sees all the races over there at Yonkers. So a big card coming up on Saturday at Yonkers. We've got Ashley Tietrick on deck. She's going to talk about pacing for the cure coming up at the Meadowlands, and we'll do so after this timeout. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Join Pacing for the Cure at the Meadowlands Racetrack for their first ever walk and run on the Mile Racetrack to support multiple sclerosis survivors. The walk and run is a $20 donation to Pacing for the Cure. Dinner at Pink for the night's races is $75. The walk run is from 3 to 5 p.m. Horse Racing 101 class at 5.15 p.m. Pink Restaurant opens at 6.30 p.m. And racing begins at 7.15 p.m. Head to PacingForTheCure.org for tickets or contact Jeff at PacingForTheCure.com. Consider who we are. According to the 2010 Equine Census, we are 28,340 people with 81,000 horses on 16,040 properties that comprise 587,000 acres. Our assets are $5.6 billion. 
Our direct operating expenses are $363 million, and our economic impact has never been accurately measured, but is in the billions. We are every breed and every discipline in the horse world, and we are the place where many of those disciplines began in these United States. We are the Maryland Horse Council. For more information, visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And we're joined now by the wife of driver Tim Tietrich, Ashley Tietrich. Ashley, how's it going? Hey, guys. How are you? Not too bad. Listen, Ashley, this this pacing for the cure for multiple sclerosis, it kind of hits home a little bit. Uh, my mother has multiple sclerosis. My uncle died from the disease. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how this walk run uh, kind of came about and uh, what's going on. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, and, and it's really it's really been a, an eye-opener for me as well. Um, multiple sclerosis hits so many families across the world, and it's something that's, you know, it's, it's really vast. And, and it's not as big as one of the cancers and as big as one of the bigger diseases. Um, Jeff and Janine Gasek are the founders of Pacing for the Cure, and they've been owners and involved in harness racing for over 30 years. Um, like yourself, both Jeff and Janine have people within their families that have suffered with this disease, and, um, you know, this is where the idea came from. And Pacing for the Cure was a an idea of how we can take something that we all love so passionately and introduce it to people whose mobility is sometimes limited. Now, Ashley, the run and walk uh, that's going on, it's going to be from 3 to 5 p.m., and then there's going to be a horse racing 101 class. Now, the pink uh, dinner, is are the proceeds from that going to go to this as well? Yes, that is correct. Um, the Meadowlands has been very gracious, and they are allowing a percentage of, of the dinners to move forward to um, Pacing for the Cure. And, of course, that begins at 6 uh, – it opens at 6.30 p.m., so you can head into there. And um, Hollywood, Bob Hollywood Hayden has been gracious enough to give a handicapping 101 class to a lot of the newbies um, and also is going to give them, give everybody his picks. That's great. Uh, Ashley, Mike Bozich here. Now, if there's anybody that wants to that may not be able to attend but does want to donate to something like this, can you tell, how, can you tell us how they can go about doing so? Absolutely. Head to pacingforthecure.org. Um, you'll be able to take a look at, you know, their mission statement and how they're strategically planned, you know, this event. And there's a donate button there as well. Also, that donate button will allow you to purchase tickets for both the walk and the dinner. And um, you can see their upcoming events and you can follow through all of those details. All right, Ashley, so you can go to pacingforthecure.com. That's pacingforthecure.com, and just hit the donate button, and uh, it's just that easy. You know, listen, we, you know, it makes, you know, it, when we make it easy like that, it makes uh, makes things uh, 
you know, just that easier for everybody. Listen, Ashley, do you have an email address where somebody can like get a hold of you? I've got an idea. I think uh, we're going to tweet out the link. We're going to talk about it a little bit more on the show, and we're also going to put it on our Facebook page. And listen, if you donate because you heard it here on this show, we'll send you a post time with Mike and Mike Hat. And that way, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get thanks so much, guys. But uh, listen, to do that, you have to donate, and then you have to send Ashley an email and let her know who you are, and uh, we'll get back with you with a post time hat. How does that sound? That's awesome. It, it's actually pacingforthecure.org, just because just we're an organization and we are a 501c3. You can donate through the website. You can also contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.com. That's his direct email. You can reach me at pedricracinggear.com. Um, and, uh, or, you know, you can follow all any of those links. But, you know, one of the biggest and most important things that Jeff and Janine recognized and really, truly why Tietrich Racing got involved is um, how healing harness racing has been for his family. You know, when Jeff's father was no longer able to, to do a lot of the things that he loved, he still had harness racing. And that's something that we want to prove and show to people. Um, through that website, pacingforthecure.org, you can also find a mobility application. So one of the strategies that they have like to, to do is they want to help people that need aid with physical mobility, whether it's medical bills, equipment, vehicular equipment. And through that application, you can fill out um, it's kept private for Jeff and Janine, and what they do is they'll reach out to you and help in any way they can. And a, a portion of um, our funds also go to research to help find a cure. All right, Ashley. Well, we certainly appreciate it, and that's pacingforthecure.org. Again, let them know that you donated and that you heard it here on this website. We'll get you out of post-time hat. Ashley, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys, and I look forward to seeing everybody Saturday night. Not a problem. That was Ashley Tietrich talking about pacingforthecure.org. A lot of good information there, Mike, on uh, things that uh, they do to help others and uh, things that they do to uh, help people. That's right, and don't forget, make a donation uh, saying you heard it here on Post Time with Mike and Mike, and we'll send you a Post Time with Mike and Mike Cat. That's coming up on Saturday at the Meadowlands. Uh, Mike, uh, we've got some breaking news, I guess. you. Some sad news to report, Mike, uh, from Sugar Valley Farm. Uh, top racehorse in a stallion, Dragon Again, a winner of more than $2.3 million on the racetrack and a sire of uh, many horses, including $7.5 million winner, Foiled Again, has passed away at uh, Sugar Valley Farm in Ohio. So uh, some sad news coming out uh, from Sugar Valley Farm this morning. Yeah, great, great horse, great sire, and uh, our condolences to everybody involved with uh, the great dragon again. Jordan Stratton is on the on-deck circle, and we're going to get to him after this time out. He's going to be a busy man coming up on Saturday with all the action going on at Yonkers. We'll talk to Jordan right after this on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. The Downs at Mohican Sun Pocono is your home for exciting harness racing. Coming Mondays in April, it's Lucky 25 night. Purchase $25 in live racing vouchers and rematch it for a total of $50 in vouchers. The promotion starts at 5 p.m. See the racing rewards desk for details. 
Live Racing in April every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday for the first time of 6.30 Sundays. Start time, 7.30. No live racing on Monday, April 3rd. It's the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is gearing up for its 10th anniversary of live harness racing action. Opening night is May 20th and live racing will be conducted every Tuesday, Saturday and Sunday night through September 16th. Located just north of the Twin Cities off I-35 in beautiful Minnesota, Running Aces has blossomed into the premier harness racing facility and card club casino in the upper Midwest. You can find our signal on major ADW sites and in simulcast centers across North America. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. A great finish in the bank, Stonebridge Terror, and won the West! Legends will be born. Third time the charm for Foiled Again, and he's finally a Molson Pace champion. Foiled again, clear vision, three across to the wire, foiled again, foiled again appears to have done it. History will be made. Deep stretch lead for state treasurer, state treasurer's going to win it, foiled again, a penis out of her state treasurer. History in the Molson pace. Or none of the above. Evening of pleasure at Sylvan at 35 to 1 in a Molson Pace shocker. That just happened. Catch the Molson Pace live on Post Time with MikeandMike.com Friday, May 26th, or on demand on the Bet America Radio Network. Time to show them if you got them. Post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. And uh, we certainly want to thank the guy who's been waiting on hold very patiently. He's going to be a very busy guy coming up on Saturday. His name is Jordan Stratton. Jordan, welcome to the program, my friend. Hey, guys. Great, for, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, like we said, you're going to be a busy, busy guy Saturday. We're going to talk about some of your drives coming up on Saturday, but we're going to jump right into the main event, the George Morton Levy final, uh, which is going for a purse of $529,000. And, of course, it's our it's our good friend, bit of a legend. He's closing in on 100 starts. He's making start 99. He's got 35 wins, uh, approaching that million-and-a-half mark, and he's won two of his last three. It just seems like... He is starting to get into form, and it seems like every year around this time, trainer Pete Tritton has him at his best. Uh, he does draw post six. It's going to be a very interesting race. Uh, first of all, what are your thoughts on how bit of a legend is coming into this race? Uh, you know, earlier in the series, he, I don't know if he just wasn't quite fit or not. We had some bad weather, but like you said, the last three starts, he seems to be back to his old self. Now, Jordan, talk to us a little bit about what makes Bit of a Legend so good. He was so, so good during the Levy last year, and he come right back, and he's doing the same thing this year. What makes him tick? Uh, you know, every time he goes behind the gate, he gives 110%. You know, it's just he's just all heart, and I don't think you can really teach that. They're either born with it or not, and, you know, whether he's he's fit or not, 
he still gives 110%. And, you know, it's just it's hard to come by a horse like, like him. Now, this is a horse that can win from on or off the pace, obviously, on the engine uh, last week, uh, getting the job done going all the way. That was from post one. Obviously, the strategy may change from post six, although we're not going to uh, make the mortal sin. We're not going to ask you to tip your hand and to tip your strategy. But we do just want to say that this horse can be versatile and can go from both on or off the pace. Am I accurate? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He can do it both ways. You know, he win the final last year on the front end, and he's obviously win from behind too. But looking at the program, I, I wish I could give you my hand, but I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it could go could go any way in a race like that. Absolutely. Mike? Now, Jordan, uh, do you know what kind of a schedule maybe he's going to follow this year? I know you followed him into Harris, Philadelphia. Will you? Do you plan on sticking with this horse? Yeah, I'll stick with him. And uh, I, I think Pete mainly going to keep him at Yonkers. It seems like every time we shipped out, we had bad luck or, you know, just wasn't getting over the track. And he just fits so well at Yonkers. I, I think the, our biggest opportunity is is uh, running him in the open ranks there. Visiting live with driver Jordan Stratton. Jordan, let's uh, go uh, back a couple of races. Race 7 on the program at Yonkers coming up on Saturday. Of course, a horse you're very familiar with, Celebit. She seemed like she was a bit sharper last year. This year she's in the Constellation, but she does draw a post, too. Uh, what are your thoughts on her coming into this one? Uh, I was a little disappointed with her early on, but the last two or three starts she's been really good. She's just kind of been in bad spots and she doesn't have any respect right now so it's hard to really race her hard but she's been better than she shows on the program so we're gonna try to be a little more aggressive all right and then one more for you jordan of course the blue chip matchmaker final uh and uh, once again you'll be in the bike for uh, our good friend pete tritton this time uh driving mckenzie we talked to matt rose a little bit uh before you and he thinks the 20 to 1 morning line is a little bit of a stretch considering that she's had a pretty good role of it in the in the various legs of the blue chip including winning a leg but very interesting she was a little bit funky gated at the top of the stretch last time can you talk about maybe what happened to her yeah, I think she might have shied from uh, the whip in front of me. You know, she this is a big step up for her to race against these open mares. Her last start overseas was against three-year-olds. So, you know, like we all know, a three-year-old to an open rank is, is quite a step up. But she definitely has the ability, and she's going to need the right trip. But I think if she gets that, she can she can be right there. Jordan Stratton, one of the young up-and-coming drivers, and I'll tell you what, its uh, I know you're a young guy, but you're a wily veteran at the same time because you've been seems like you've been uh, driving out there for quite a long time. But, Jordan, we appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck to you come Saturday. And uh, and what's down the road for you? Are you going to kind of keep the course and uh, and continue to apply your craft at Yonkers? Yeah, you just got to play the, the hand you're dealt, and if I get a good horse to follow, I'll follow him. If not, I'll just stay right at Yonkers. All right. Jordan, we appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck Saturday. All right, thanks, guys. All right, that was Jordan Stratton. Like I say, you know, a lot of these guys, Mike, they're young, okay? But it seems like they're veterans at the same time because they've been on the racetrack, it seems like, such a long time. And Jordan Stratton's one of those guys where he's a young guy, but he certainly drives uh, like a veteran, Mike. Yeah, he definitely does. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of these younger guys uh, coming out and take it over for some of the guys who are kind of getting older. You know, the Yannick Jingras and Tim Tietrich and stuff, they're not going to be around forever, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not getting older. Stop it. No, listen. Wait, can you let me get through the comment? Listen <laughs> to this guy. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to start naming you Trump. <laughs> anyway. You just called him. Hey, listen, you just called him old men. 
No, they're, I never said they were old. I said they're not going to be around forever. So some of these 20-somethings are going to have to come around and, you know, take their spots once uh, once they uh, decide to hang it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know what, though, listen, it's great to have young blood in the sport. And, and uh, you know, guys like Jordan Stratton and, uh, you know, Joe Bongiorno and some of the great young drivers out there, uh, you know, just continue to get it done. But, you know, like I say, I mean, Tim Tietrich's still a young guy. What is he? I don't think he's even, what is he, about mid-30s maybe? I guess we should have asked Ashley when she was on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, <I'm laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, that was Jordan Stratton. Uh, wish him best of luck on Saturday. And by the way, Mike, our Leafy contest is down to two guys. We started with a field of 32, and now we're down to two. The runner-up's going to uh, get $50, and the winner's going to get $100. It's John Vernags versus uh, Rich, uh, Rick Kalina, and we appreci- really appreciate everybody that signed up for our Levy contest. I mean, uh, you know, when we started it, it was kind of like a late thing, and we didn't know if we were going to fill it with a field of 32, but that field of 32 filled up real quick. Maybe next year we'll do a field of 64 right at the start. But I've been asked uh, a few times, Mike, what races are we going to have them handicap um, coming up on Saturday? And I think uh, it's pretty obvious, and I think we could be in agreement here. Races 7, 8, 9, and 10, because you got the two finals and you got the two consolations. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, definitely. Sounds good to me. Let's uh, let's take those uh, five consolations and let's go at it. Or excuse me, four consolations, four races. Golly, I right. can't even get my words straight. Four races and go for it. All right, two consolations and two finals. So, Rick and John, if you're listening, have those uh, picks in by Saturday at 6 p.m. And good luck as uh, you guys are uh, looking for the first ever George Morton Levy bracket. Buster Cron. Well, Mike, coming up, it's a very special segment, Mike, and uh, and I know we, you know, is it was, it was uh, a tough one to put together because we really got a lot of raw emotion from a lot of people that 9/11 touched, and I think 9/11 uh, certainly touched everybody, no question about it. But it was uh, very interesting to hear a lot of the participants of the industry come together and give their thoughts and memories of where they were on September 11th, and uh, once again, it's it's up for an award, so. Uh, you have four days to go to uh, ustrotting.com. It's the International Media Awards. We'd appreciate it if you voted for it. But to make sure you do vote because there's a lot of uh, great things up there. I know Trotcast, a lot of great things, and and uh, Raymond Lance, and just a lot of great people, uh, Gordon Waterstone. So make sure that you go vote. Some some great, great things up there, and it's uh, ustrotting.com. Uh, and uh, do a search, and you can find the International Media Awards. But uh, our contribution to that is uh, coming up. It is our 9-11 segment. It was recorded back in September of 2016, and we'll relive that segment after this timeout on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. At Bet America, we're giving away free Kentucky Derby bets. Bet a winner in any Derby prep race now through April 15th, and we'll give you a free bet on that horse to win the 2017 Kentucky Derby. Check out the BetAmerica.com promo calendar for opt-in info and rules. And don't forget about our new bigger and better intro bonus, where your first deposit is tripled. Join BetAmerica today. Join Pacing for the Cure at the Meadowlands Racetrack for their first ever walk and run on the mile racetrack to support multiple sclerosis survivors. The walk and run is a $20 donation to Pacing for the Cure. Dinner at Pink for the night's races is $75. 
The walk run is from 3 to 5 p.m. Horse Racing 101 class at 5.15 p.m. Pink Restaurant opens at 6.30 p.m. And racing begins at 7.15 p.m. Head to PacingForTheCure.org for tickets or contact Jeff at PacingForTheCure.com. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations racehorse adoption program running aces casino and racetrack is gearing up for its 10th anniversary of live harness racing action opening night is may 20th and live racing will be conducted every tuesday saturday and sunday night through september 16th located just north of the twin cities off i-35 in beautiful minnesota Running Aces has blossomed into the premier harness racing facility and card club casino in the upper Midwest. You can find our signal on major ADW sites and in simulcast centers across North America. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. Uh, today we've had a national tragedy. Uh, two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. My name is Victor Kirby, and this is my 9-11 recollection of what happened that day. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was at my family farm where I'm still at today in Milford, Delaware. I was in the state, tending to my daily duties and my mother farmhouse and said they're running airplanes into the World Trade Center. Uh, my immediate reaction was, what are you talking about? And I really didn't believe how surreal it was until I went into the house and saw the images on TV. I can remember the rest of the day, that's all we heard on the radio. Everybody was kind of transfixed and, and mesmerized by what was going on. We canceled the races that night at Harrington Raceway, where at the present time I was racing. And the rest of the day, I was just transfixed on the TV, watching the images. Uh, it was very emotional to, to see that happening to our country. And I mean, that's that's my vivid recollection of 9-11. Hi, this is up. Brett Miller, and this is my 9-11 memory. I was racing at Kenton County Fair in Ohio, and I'll never forget, we had a doubleheader that day. We had uh, races in the afternoon and then races at night, and we were in the middle of racing the afternoon car, and obviously, uh, you know, everybody got the word. And it was, I, I never forget how scary it was because the races, you know, we stopped the races. We actually canceled the rest of the races. And I, I remember it being so scary because, you know, nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew what was coming next. And uh, a friend of mine at the time, 
guy, another driver named Jamie Dunlap. We both, we, we, we left the fairground and we went down the road to like a little restaurant. And I remember we sat in that restaurant and watched the TV, obviously with, you know, everybody else was glued to the TVs. And uh, that's basically how my 9-11 uh, day went for myself. Hi, this is John Hearn, and I am the track announcer with Yonkers Raceway, and this is my 9-11 memory. As I, I'm sure everyone's is different, mine was, I was actually in bed, I was sleeping, and I got a call from an aunt, a very close aunt of mine, and she had said, a small plane went into the uh, World Trade Center, you might want to turn on the TV, and I was half asleep, but I woke up, and it all became surreal right in front of your eyes, and my immediate thought was my daughters, and they were in school, so I was trying to figure out how I'm going to get them home. So everything was going through my mind. I, it didn't seem like it was real, and, you know, I just couldn't fathom, you know, what what would be without without my kids and, you know, all the loved ones. So it, was, it took a long time to process everything. So I guess my memory was just of my daughters and making sure that they were home safe. Hello, my name is George Dick. My 911 memories are having a horse on the way to Pocono Downs to race in a stake race and not being able to get a hold of the people that were stripping the horse to tell them uh, that the races had been canceled because of the 911 uh, plane attacks, meaning everybody knew anybody, was calling everybody, and the phone lines was completely shut down and and the first impression was this is too bad to be true and we're thinking that it had to be something else. Nobody would ever fly planes into the buildings in New York City and and they come to find out that it was absolutely true and not only one, then you see the second plane flying into the to the second building was absolutely one of the most craziest feelings you have gone through yourself. Um that is my nine one one memory. Memory like it was yesterday, definitely chilling to even think about even today. Yeah, my name is Dan Rawling. This is my memory of 9-11. I was in uh, Greenwich, Connecticut, and uh, we were working all night. Uh, some of the crew couldn't show up, so our boss told us that we had to stay. We were there for 20 hours, and then uh, we got the notification about the towers getting hit. And even from Greenwich, you could see the smoke up in the air not very long after put a real perspective on uh, life, on what really matters and, and what doesn't. Me working a 20-hour day didn't have a, didn't have uh, any kind of any any kind of worry to my mind at that point. Um, obviously, our country, our people, and people that serve it are more important than, than the small problems that we live every day in life. Hi, this is Moira Sullivan Banning from the Hamiltonian Society. Um, this is my 9-11 memory. I was driving to work, listening to Curtis and Kuby. Curtis was actually making a joke about a plane flying into the World Trade Tower, and then things got deadly serious. I went on to work, and this was in the early days of the harness list, which was really kind of the community of harness racing people all around the country, and everybody was checking in from Canada and California and Ohio and New York. Are you okay? Are you okay? 
Shortly after that, uh, I went to a funeral in New York City about two days later um, for a close uh, friend. And the city was so eerie, it was deserted. It was like something out of a movie set. And to look down Broadway and see a, a plumes of smoke and a gaping hole where the World Trade Towers were, were just, it was, it's hard to still comprehend. And I also remember that uh, that year I went to Lexington and flying to Lexington and going down there was such a relief. It was beautiful weather and beautiful racing and it was like the weight of the world was off you, if even for a week. So it was a, a terrible, terrible uh, episode in this country's history and one I'll never forget. Yeah, this is Dave Miller. and. Uh... My 9-11 memory was, I was at Freehold Raceway at Qualifiers um, and heard about the attack there. And uh, I just remember the uh, how everything was shut down so quick around where I even lived at in New Jersey. And uh, just the awful experience of the whole thing. But I, I was at Qualifiers. I, I remember it really well. Um, never forget it. Hey, it's Darren Gagne, track announcer at Run Aces Casino and Racetrack. And uh, on the morning of Tuesday, September 11, 2001, I was working in the race office at Sports Creek Raceway in Michigan with uh, Billy Perkins, and we were drawing for the Friday night card. Uh, we always had Good Morning America on the TV while we were grading the races, and of course they broke in with live reports of a plane crashing into the World Trade Center. First, we were all thinking perhaps, you know, it was just some kind of an accident and we thought maybe it was just a small plane, that kind of thing. But it quickly became apparent that it was something far more serious than that. Horsemen were coming in and out of the race office and the crowd around the TV became larger and larger and everything just seemed to stop. Everyone was suddenly in a fog. We didn't really understand what was going on. Time started to seem like it was standing still as all these tragic events played out on the TV screen in front of us, it was really surreal. And we got word that the track would be closing down for a couple of days, we wouldn't have live racing on the next night. So it just got really strange and nobody really knew what to think or what to do. It's just a very strange time. They didn't know where you were going or what really was happening, they just wanted us out. We got in the stairwell and they had us all line up and you looked out over the edge, and all you could see was these hundreds of people down there in front of you. Judy was on the 55th floor. Yeah, so this is Corey Callahan. Um, back in 2001, I was fresh out of college, uh, working for an IQ recruiting firm called Tech USA. So part of our district was um, Washington, D.C. And, you know, we, we had heard, you know, um, via the Internet or whatever, of course, the internet was available back then. But uh, we, you know, we had heard that the twin towers were hit. Um, the guy in the desk right across from me, his father um, worked at the Pentagon. So, you know, we're trying to make, you know, find out what's going on and everything. And, and he calls his dad. He's talking to his dad, and maybe like five minutes into the conversation, there's a boom in the background. 
and his dad goes, I gotta go. So, you know, we found out then that the Pentagon was hit, but luckily, like, he was kind of on the other, you know, in another wing of, you know, where it got hit, but, you know, he could, he could hear the sound and everything, and, um, you know, so we're, like, kind of all in a panic. Well, later that, later that day, one of our other account representatives comes back. There were two guys. They were on, I guess it was, uh, like, 395, which kind of circles around the Pentagon. They see the plane coming, and they're like, they're like, you know, he says to, it's this guy Chuck, he, he says to Scott, um, you know, that plane looks really low, and next thing you know, like, it hits the Pentagon. So, like, these guys, you know, that I worked with at the time saw it, and it was just, you know, I mean, it was, it was crazy. Like, you know, we're, we're very fortunate to live where we are and, and feel, um, you know, safe. But, you know, at, at that time, I think it was, uh, you know, it was scary for all of us. So, um, you know, this is something you, it's not a good memory, but hopefully we uh, don't have anything happen like that ever again. Hi, this is uh, driver Aaron Merriman. Um, on this day, uh, 9-11, uh, 13 years, what, 15 years ago, um, I was on the way to Mount Pillar Fair. Um, I remember it very, uh, very distinctly. Um, I was uh, with a friend that was actually uh, just got out of the reserves. So, um, and I was letting him drive. It was his first drive. So <laughs> when I was asked this, it was uh, very, very touching to me. I remember my cell phone not working, um, being late, you know, a lot of people on the road, and just, uh, you know, fear of what was going to happen next for, you know, for the U.S. And, and the people that were all involved. Um, just, you know, wanting and waiting and to, to know what was going on. But a very, very fearful moment for our country. But uh, since then, you know, it's been a nice togetherness so you know of course I was uh, just beginning my career in uh, racing but um, it was definitely touching and dearing to my, my heart that day and uh, like I said uh, a fellow a per, uh, buddy of mine that was in reserve was doing his first drive um, and I was letting him drive one of my horses named the Sniper in uh, God bless to you know all the U.S. the U.S. troops and firefighters that, that helped us that day thank you Hey, this is Darren Zocali, and this is my 9-11 moment. Uh, on September 11, 2001, I was 18 years old. I was in my second week as a freshman at St. John's University, and uh, we were sitting in the classroom. I had an early class that day where we started to uh, get word from other students that were kind of moving around the hall that there, was a, uh, that there was a plane that crashed into the World Trade Center, and the campus at St. John's in Staten Island actually has a great view of the Manhattan skyline at the top of Grimes Hill. So the class actually walked up to the top of the hill, which is where we saw the smoke coming off of the first tower, and actually saw the second plane fly into the building uh, directly while looking at the Manhattan skyline. And with the, several of us noticing the plane about a good 15 seconds before it hit because it was flying so low and it was the only plane that you could see flying in the sky. And, uh, just remember when that happened, everybody running, getting in their cars and just driving back home or to, or to the dorms and uh, calling my dad, who was a principal, and talking to him and telling me that it was going to be a long day and that they were keeping the kids in the school until every parent was found and that somebody could come pick up the kids. And, uh, yeah, really a tragic day for all of us in New York City. And I had five friends that lost their fathers, either that worked at Cantor Fitzgerald or firefighters. Uh, so uh, it was an extremely difficult day. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I witnessed the second plane hitting the building uh, while staring at the Manhattan skyline from my college campus. So, uh, sadly, that is my 9-11 moment.
this is Jason Settlemore from the Meadowlands Racetrack, Tioga Downs, and Vernon Downs. And uh, my memory from 9-11 uh, is I had not turned the TV on that morning and had got up and uh, was on my way to the office at Saturday Downs. And I remember being on State Route 23, listening to Howard Stern on uh, 97.1 at that time in Columbus. And um, he was talking about a uh, plane hitting the World Trade Center. And uh, listening to Howard, I thought, well, you know, I didn't know what to think. So I switched over to WNCI 97.9, and they were talking about the same thing. And at that point in time, a few seconds after I had looked over and they were uh, talking about it, the, the second plane hit the, uh, the other tower. Um, and I remember being at Scioto, walking in and going in to our marketing office, <clears throat> turning on the TV and watching um, the live reports. And I remember uh, uh, the towers going uh, crashing down, and uh, which brought me to my knees. I have uh, grown up in my life. Uh, my mother uh, retired from the Newark Air Force Base, and my grandfather uh, was in World War II. Uh, so very much, uh, and he was in the Navy, and so very much uh, grew up in a military family. And I remember picking up the phone and, and calling both my mother and my grandfather and uh, telling them thank you for everything they had done for our country um, in the past. And uh, But I remember those towers come uh, crashing down just like everybody else, and it brought me to my knees. And uh, what a, uh, a horrible day in history. Um, one of the darkest days that uh, the United States has ever had. And uh, I hope that uh, myself, I'll always remember it and will always continue to uh, pray for the victims and their families. Um, but what a terrible day. Hi, this is Joanne Lindy King, and this is my 9-11 memory. Most beautiful day, sun shining. We were jogging horses, getting ready to put things away. My mother gets a phone call from my daughter in Arizona, and uh, she said the Twin Towers had been attacked. Well, we were very familiar with that because we raced in New Jersey and lived in New Jersey for so many years and looked at those towers for nine months going back and forth to the Meadowlands. And uh, we had a conversion van at the time that we came to the barn in. We had a little TV in there. We ran out to the TV, and we turned the TV on, and we just were simply spellbound watching everything happen. And the sadness and the unbelievable, just not not believing that, that this is really happening. So uh, uh, it, it, it was just, it was... Uh, it was so so scary. It was it was so sad, and uh, you just carry that day with you forever. And I know I have. And uh, we watched it so much uh, that when it came time to get ready to leave, uh, the battery on the van had run down. We watched the little TV in the van of everything happening, and uh, it was uh, just uh, just just of course such a beautiful day with such sad sad memories. And uh, I 
Hey, this is Sam McKee from the Meadowlands with my 9-11 memory, and it's a day that, of course, nobody will ever forget. We were racing thoroughbreds that night. So I was putzing around out in the barn in the morning and hauling some dirt and that sort of thing, and one of the neighbors came by and told me that a plane had just hit one of the towers. I went in and told my wife, and we turned on the TV and started watching it and saw the second plane hit as we were watching live, and it was just uh, uh, beyond bleep. Of course, the races were canceled for that week, and I couldn't get a hold of Dave Johnson, who was our announcer, who lived in Manhattan. All the phone lines were down, that sort of thing. And I didn't go back to the Meadowlands until the following Friday. And when you got close to the track, it was like New York City looked like it was just in a shroud of like dark clouds and dust and debris still, and it's almost like something out of medieval times. And one of our neighbors, a lady that trained saddlebreds, her husband actually worked in the Twin Towers, and he always went to work early in the morning. And he said, for some reason that day, I slept in. I took my time, I had a breakfast, and I went in late. He was actually, had just got off the train and was walking towards the towers with the first plane he had. So for whatever reason, God was looking out for him that day. So just a, a horrible, horrible, horrible tragedy and one that uh, nobody will ever forget uh, as long as we live and as long as the generations live. And there it was, Michael. The uh, it, Listen, we want to thank everybody that participated in that 9-11 segment. Uh, once again, it's uh, up for an award, the International Media Awards. You can vote on U.S. Trotting. What I think, Mike, there's only four days or so that uh, that you have left to vote, and you could do that on their website? Yeah, just uh, four days left to vote. And, uh, you know, listening to it, it, uh, it, it never gets easy. I've listened to the segment a couple of times since we submitted it, Mike, and uh, it never gets easier. But the uh, the last voice you hear definitely doesn't get any easier. That's for sure. No, no. And, you know, and I'm going to tell you, Mike, when I was uh, re-listening to this thing, when we were we – because we had to download it again and put it in MP3 format to send it off, and and uh, I, I forgot that Sam McKee was, was, was the last voice on there, and I was – wow. Unreal, but uh, but anyway, we appreciate everybody that that, that took time to share their nine eleven memories, and uh, we wanted to replay that. And like I said, I mean, make sure you you go vote. You don't have to vote for us. I mean, there's a lot of great people on there that have really uh, done a lot of hard work, and there's uh, f- several different categories. So make sure you go vote. Time's running out. It's at usdrawing.com, and it is the International Media Awards. When we come back, uh, it's our man Gabe Pruitt. We're going to talk a little Pompano. On uh, the flip side of this timeout, on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. The action is always hot at Harness Racing's Windsor Capital Pompano Park. With guaranteed pools, constant carryovers, and industry load takeouts, Pompano Park has become one of Harness Racing's greatest horse player attractions. Live racing five nights per week, Sunday through Wednesday and Saturday too, for the post time of 7.20 p.m. Eastern. Wager now at Harness Racing's Winter Capital, Pompano Park. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today. 
to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward point state restrictions. On post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. It's time for our weekly Pompano Park segment with the man at Pompano Park. He is the director of racetrack operations and the fine track announcer of Harness Racing's Winter Capital, Gabe Pruitt. Gabe, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. It's uh, it's great to be on with you. And uh, today, I've got a major announcement concerning Pompano Park, in fact, and I saved the news for your guy's show. How great is that? All right. Well, listen, oh. can we give you a little bit of a bumper before you start? Because we like to play this breaking news thing that hey. that uh, Mr. Carter, uh, he oh. loves to play this. Every hey, time hey, he gets a, ch- a chance to play it, he could do it. Hey, hold mm-hmm. on. Let me at least get the tweet out first that he's got breaking news. or You know, that way we okay. can, maybe we'll get him. Yeah, put out, put out. Let's build the suspense. All right, yeah, all right. So, let, let, Mike, let Mike get the let Mike get the tweet out, Mike, and uh, you know, just we'll just sit here and let us know when you're ready. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, so we'll talk about go. everything. This breaking news brought to you by Pompano Park and Gabe Pruitt. Gabe, the floor is yours. We are going to have a mandatory payout in our jackpot i5 one week from this sunday april the 30th the carryover is going to be roughly if it lasts the next three nights one hundred thousand dollars possibly a tick or two over that so uh big night big mandatory payout 10 days away wow so saturday night is that saturday now gabe is that that saturday from this sunday one week from this sunday so that is Sunday. I want to make sure I get the date right. April 29th, I believe. Sunday, April 30th, I believe. Uh, April hopefully, 30th. we're both using the standard calendar. <laughs> April 30th. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it here first. Well, uh, that's big news, definitely, Gabe. But I'll tell you what, that thing has been a, a really uh, a good wager to fire at. And, uh, and once again, for the daily part of it, you need the, you need the unique ticket, right? You do need the unique ticket, and you know what? To be quite honest with you, I hope someone smashes it uh, in one of the next three nights because uh, I'm not really a big believer of eliminating the wager. You know, it's the player's money. It's out there, and I say, you know what? Send it in. Shoot at it, and best of luck to you, and uh, and we'll congratulate you. If you can take down that home run score, you'll have three nights to try and do that, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And, uh, again, if it does last uh, past this coming Tuesday night, uh, our first two-night per week schedule, uh, that Sunday night, April 30th, we will do a mandatory payout. So we'll have about five nights or five days, I should say, to promote it and, and get word out. Uh, again, if it does last through Tuesday night, but, but I'm certainly wishing everyone the best of luck uh, that's waged. We're getting to it uh, this week, and, and you still have a chance to catch that one unique ticket for a home run score. Guys, you remember it was just a week ago that uh, there were no tickets out one night. The two favorites finished second and third, and no one had a ticket. So this thing could uh, certainly come down. Uh, in one of the next three nights. But, again, I'm not a believer of eliminating the wager. I think it's the player's money, and uh, and we're going to leave it right up there for them to shoot at until the last moment. Now, listen, are you going to do – are you guys going to do a program insert like you did the last time, or is this going to be kind of like a uh, swing and you miss type of deal? 
And well, it's very possible. Uh, yeah, I could embarrass myself and put another ticket in as well. And uh, yeah, you know that that was actually really fun. And and we may try to do that because um, we really got to reach out to people all across the country. You know, it was a little larger uh, for that one. It was a two hundred thousand uh, dollar, a little over two hundred thousand that carryover. But I think we should have a very sizable. Uh, again, you know, six figure carryover is very nice into a mandatory payout, uh, so we could get opinions. From, from many different people, you know, all across the uh, the country, and, and really we get a lot of new players waiting to begin on a night like that. So the good thing is when we do things like that, people can see maybe not um, – they get to see what maybe the people they're familiar with do think about it. So that's why we had so many different personalities weigh in, and, and that got a lot of play. We put it on our website. So uh, we, we may look into doing that again. All right, good stuff, Gabe. But, of course, uh, we'll have you on next Thursday, so we'll have one final chance to hype that. By the way, Gabe, uh, I know last week we uh, mentioned a couple of horses that were starting to make their way up north from uh, Pompano, and one of those horses was Dr. J's Kiss. I don't know if you had a chance to catch the race, but uh, last week on the 13th, last Thursday, this horse won very, very easily, 53-2 and two under wraps for Joe Pavey. That was at a nine as a three event, and he's uh, right back in that nine as a three. So I do want to let you know that, and uh, let's every get. I guess let everybody know that the Pompano Park horses are uh, having some success up north. Yeah, well, that's great uh, to hear. Unfortunately, we are losing a lot of horses up north these days <laughs> as we wind out our racing schedule. But uh, that doesn't surprise me. I think we mentioned last month. Uh, I had told you there were several horses that finished behind Dr. J's Kiss in the qualifier here that had a lot of success locally. So uh, it's nice to see our head north and, and score the victory. All right, Gabe, well, let's talk some harness racing at Pompano Park. Uh, you had a field of six on Sunday in the open one handicap where post one was assigned. And I'll tell you what, that almost come back to bite you in the butt because <laughs> OK Heavenly put in a monster effort against Sing For Me George. She did. Lone mare in the field, guys. This time of year, we really run out uh, of, uh, you know, we have a ton of different classes through the peak season, open ones, open twos, open threes. Uh, same thing for the mares. But at this point in the season, things, you know, as we, we start to lose a lot of these horses, it's very difficult to, to create competitive races. So, uh, OK Heavenly was an absolute clear standout of all the uh, mares remaining on the grounds. So to get her raced and, and to make it a competitive uh, race for, for a wagering uh, public out there, you know, we had to combine her with the top-level open mail pacers. And, and they're not as tough this time of year as they would have been uh, back several weeks or months ago. Uh, but she raced extremely well. We did give her that inside post. She had a nice trip. Of course, uh, you're always going to have a nice trip, typically, when you've got to Wally Hennessy uh, doing the steering. And she was uh, second over, raced extremely well, finished in behind Sing for me, George. And it was nice to see him finally seal the deal. He had actually hit the board in the open ranks for nine consecutive starts, but he had no wins. So he was only second and third. So finally, his 10th consecutive start, he hit the board. He did uh, seal the deal, get the win. Now, Gabe, let's talk a little bit, too, about the Open to Philly and Mayor Pace that happened on uh, Tuesday at Papado Park. Macon, Marley, and Gold Star Rocket, these two traded blows, but Wally Hennessy, you got 5-1 to one on him. That's not a bad deal at all. You know, guys, it happens on a regular basis down here. The, a lot of times the favorites here just get overbet. There's really nothing else to say. Now, typically, Wally is, is the pilot on a lot of those horses, but uh, that particular race – you know, it looked like uh, maybe a, a three-horse race uh, on paper. And, uh, in fact, the three favorites did finish one, two, three. But the favorite, Gold Star Rocket, post five, by the way, which wins at uh, 25% here, gets overbet a lot as well. So uh, if there's a favorite that has post five, everyone just bets the race like it's a replay. 
And um, she went off one to five. There was no reason in the world she should have been that short of a price. And Mike and Marley uh, got the job done there. Yeah, five to one, a uh, nice price. Uh, you know, I, I was shocked she was uh, anything above, uh, say, two to one for that matter. I believe she was five to two in the morning line. So I, I was really shocked that she got up higher than that morning line uh, to score the upset victory, particularly when you think uh, Hennessy typically takes a lot of action as well. All right, so you guys heard it here first. The Pompano Park Super High Five will be given out a week from Sunday. A mandatory payout, Gabe. We certainly appreciate you taking uh, that and uh, announcing it on the show. We appreciate it, man. Absolutely. We're happy to break the news here, guys. And just so everyone knows, again, we are still uh, rolling forward with the wager this week, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, our last three nights a week. And the carryover heading into uh, this Sunday night's uh, finale, 88,000 and change. So, well, we'll see if it gets hit. If not, uh, we'll roll out the mandatory on this Sunday night, April the 30th. All right, Gabe. We certainly appreciate it, buddy. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Big news uh, there, Mike Bozich. Get your pennies together. You're going to need them for, uh, for next Sunday, buddy. Well, I'll tell you what. what is, uh, we'll get together. Maybe we'll put together some tickets on the website at post time with Mike.com, maybe some other handicappers. Try to run up the best handicapping minds in sport and uh, try to take thing down. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get some of the uh, handicapping gurus out there. Maybe we'll get our friend Garnett Barnsdale, uh, give him a swing for the fence. And speaking of Garnett, Mike, uh, we're going to have him uh, help us out for the uh, Molson Pace. Uh, that's coming up here in just a couple of weeks. And for those of you who don't know, we've got a very, very busy summer schedule. We're going to kick things off on our live remote schedule. We're a little over a month away from the 2017 Molson pace. And uh, me and Jessica Otten, we're going to take off to the Canadian side, Mike Bozich, and uh, see if we can't get a show going. That's right. It's going to be a lot of fun. Our uh, remote schedule is, like you said, it's pretty busy. You can log on to our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com remote schedule and that will give you everything you need to know about where we are going to be and you want to make sure you kind of follow us mike because we are going to bring some goodies with us and we're going to oh, be yeah. giving those goodies away so Listen, absolutely we- make sure for free stuff for free st- follow mike and mike right yeah definitely you want to follow us we've got some free stuff we're not going to have nearly as much stuff at and i'm, I'm just going to put this out there at, uh in ontario as we will at some of the other events because mike i don't want to get stopped at the border <laughs> So we want to make sure sure we're doing everything on the up and up. But uh, when we go to the Meadowlands Pace, the Hamiltonian and, uh, you know, the Hoosier Park races, we're definitely going to have a lot of stuff to give away. And we've got uh, I'm working on something. Me and Mike Bozich, we're working on something uh, to uh, possibly give a few extra hats away at Hoosier Park because they like to use the outside paddock, Mike. It makes it easy for us because fans can gather around the paddock and we can go around and kind of hand out some hats. No question about it. We're going to take one final time because we are just a couple of commercials behind. But when we come back, we're going to wrap things up on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. A great finish in the face! Stonebridge Terror and won the West! Legends will be born. Third time the charm for Foiled Again, and he's finally a Molson Pace champion. Foiled again, clear vision, three across to the wire, foiled again! Foiled again appears to have done it! History will be made. Deep stretch lead for State Treasurer. State Treasurer's gonna win it. Boy, and again, a punish out of a State Treasurer. History in the Molson pace. Or none of the above. 
evening of pleasure in Sylvan at 35 to 1 in a Molson Pace shocker that just happened. Catch the Molson Pace live on Post Time with Mike and Mike.com Friday, May 26th, or on demand on the Bet America Radio Network. Time to show them if you got them. Consider who we are. According to the 2010 Equine Census, we are 28,340 people with 81,000 horses on 16,040 properties that comprise 587,000 acres. Our assets are $5.6 billion. Our direct operating expenses are $363 million. And our economic impact has never been accurately measured, but is in the billions. We are every breed and every discipline in the horse world, and we are the place where many of those disciplines began in these United States. We are the Maryland Horse Council. For more information, visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. Not official yet, Mike, but uh, potentially next Thursday could be our first uh, USTA town hall with Russell Williams. We want to do this on a monthly basis, so we'll see what happens, Mike. We're working on it, so log on to Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and uh, keep an eye out for that. Anything else, buddy? Oh, no, definitely. That's it, and I will see you back here. Thursday. Good night, everybody. Closing time. One last call for alcohol to finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.